Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. October 25th, I hope you had a wonderful weekend, and I hope you have a great week. Uh, a couple of quick things to announce. First and foremost, thank you for all of the book selfies. Uh, you guys really came through for me this weekend. Uh, I asked for some book selfies, and I think I got eight or nine of them. So thank you very much for that. If you want to have some fun, take out one of my two great books, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires or the original One Rental at a Time. Snap a photo either with you in it or if you'd like, if you're a little camera shy, take a picture of the book with your background. That would be wonderful. Tag me on Instagram or Facebook. That would be great. It would put a huge smile on my face. I enjoy getting those. Uh, next up, let's talk about what's going on with the daily financial news. Uh, a couple of things. Um, let's see. Where do we want to start? Let's. Do we want to start on the back? Nah, we'll start here. Uh, so first and form, first thing that caught my attention this morning is it looks like PayPal is uh, not currently interested in going after uh, Pinterest. Uh, we've got uh, Sunny here. Happy is in the corner. I can't go get her right now, but uh, I do have sunny in my lap for those of you that are wondering where my cute little puppies are. Uh, so again, PayPal not going after Pinterest. I suspect that would mean Pinterest is down today. PayPal's probably up. Uh, again, that was a rumored uh, billion dollar or multi-billion dollar acquisition. Uh, don't know if you guys saw this uh, the last couple of weeks, but it looks like Tesla. Tesla has had to raise the price of their vehicles, some of them by $2,000. And just recently, a few more by $5,000. Folks, this Tesla news is very similar to what Chipotle did. I'm telling you, folks, this is coming. It's brewing. It's going to be bad. Remember Chipotle. God, when was that? Six months ago? Hey, folks, we raised uh, minimum wage to 15 bucks, or starting salary, I should say, to 15 bucks. And then, oh, by the way, supply chain, cheese, all these other things cost more. They raise the cost of your burrito bowl by 4 or 5%. This is what companies are doing. Companies will do it because they can. This is not an environment where price increases are reducing demand. And if it is reducing demand, it is the extra demand because they don't have the supplies. So again, Tesla raised $5,000. Why, why was that easy to predict? Remember what we talked about in Tesla earnings last week. I think it was Tuesday. It might have been Wednesday. They said, and I quote, we have to ship parts by airplane. They are flying parts around the world, which is a lot more expensive than shipping them on cargo uh, ships. So guess what? You just learned that shipping cost is about $5,000 for shipping chips and other parts that go into vehicles. This is um, this is this is a, this is real. In addition to that, you must uh, give a shout out to Tesla. It looks like it appears multiple sources are saying that Hertz, 
Hertz rental car company has placed an order for 100,000 Tesla vehicles, folks. That is a hell of an order. That is a good day. Uh, again, shout out Hertz uh, for order some Teslas and Tesla for getting that monster order. That uh, further validation is being one of the num- or the number one EV vehicle. So that has got to feel good. Uh, again, we're having some earnings, two of them that caught my attention this morning. And again, I told you about both of these over the weekend. Kimberly Clark. Why are they important? Well, they're a consumer products company. And as I keep saying, inflation is brewing and getting worse. They beat on revenue, but they missed on earnings, typically called top line, bottom line. Uh, And of course, what would you expect? What were we looking to hear? What is the impact of inflation and supply chain? Uh, Higher than expected. Uh, Again, they were hit by inflation and supply chain issues uh, higher than they had anticipated. Next up, we have restaurant brands. Essentially, they are a conglomerate of Burger King, Popeyes, uh, and Tim Hortons, things like that. Uh, they missed on revenue. So they came in low. That is interesting, right? Think McDonald's and Starbucks, right? They came in low. Um, they beat on the bottom line, which again, for me, could be an accounting shenanigans. Uh, but they are highlighting re- uh, labor pressures. They are having to raise uh, starting salaries and they are short staffed. Folks, this is really a problem and why I feel good about calling wage inflation. Then we have an example of just how bad it is out there. Denver Airport. Denver Airport held a job fair, right? Think all the kiosks and restaurants. Hey, guys, what are you doing? Come here. You're making too much noise. All right. Sorry about that. So Denver Airport had a job fair uh, where they were hoping to have 5,000 people show up. They were looking to place 1,000 jobs. That's what they were looking to fill, 1,000 jobs. You'll never guess how many people actually showed up, right? They did a job fair looking for 5,000 to show up. 100. 100. That's 2% of expectations. Folks, the reason I feel good about wage inflation, you know how you fix that? You raise starting salaries. You want more people to show up for your very hard work, demanding work, working in an airport? Oh, I couldn't imagine. It's very hard work. I used to travel all the time. Raise starting salaries. This is why there's only one answer. Raise salaries. This is why unions have the power today, why employees have the power today, why you have 4.3 million people changing jobs in a month or quitting in a month because they have the power. The sooner businesses realize that they have to raise salaries, the sooner we can get this thing going and we can really figure out how bad wage inflation is and how long it will be going. Looks like Kathy Wood is out battling with Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey, if you remember yesterday, we had a long conversation uh, in my daily financial news about why Jack is frankly wrong. Hyperinflation is not coming to the United States. Real quick, hyperinflation is, you know, think 50% a month, not 10% or even 15% a year. Hyperinflation is 50% a month. And I cited a 1956 article that defined it uh, yesterday. I don't remember what it is, but it is in uh, yesterday's video. Now, Kathy Wood is coming out saying, Jack, you are wrong. You are about to have disinflation. Man, what is somebody supposed to think? We got one person calling for hyperinflation, another one calling for disinflation. Uh, To give Kathy Wood equal time, 
Uh, she talks about three deflationary forces that are coming. Uh, first, technology, most specifically artificial intelligence. Then she has the process called creative destruction, where you basically are leveraging, te leveraging technology, think software eating the world. And then you are going to have an environment of excess supply once demand backs down. Now, in the stuff that I have read, Kathy Wood is actually calling for that relatively soon. She's calling for that after the holidays. So think Q1. Um, again, I think Kathy Wood, I think, I think I've said this before. I think Kathy Wood is right on deflationary forces. However, I do believe Kathy is wrong on her timing. Most specifically because wage inflation, in my opinion, will, will, won't even really be taking off until Q1 or Q2. Wage inflation is going to have its cycle. Once it started, it can't be stopped. And with wage inflation, guess what happens to the consumer? They spend more. We are horrible savers. What Think about the um, lifestyle creep. Ask yourself. When you were younger and you got that first good raise or you changed jobs and you made more money, what did you do? You probably got a nicer place to live. You ate nicer food. You bought nicer things and you got a nicer car. That is going to happen and that is going to ripple through the economy and it's not quick. Economic changes, economic forces aren't days, weeks, and months. They are quarters and years and sometimes decades. That is why we had inflation in the 40s, not 42, 40s. That is why we had inflation in 76, not the 70s. Or I'm sorry, in the 70s, not in 76. I said that backwards. Sonny, what's up? You trying to talk? Yeah. So again, folks, uh, I believe Kathy Wood could be right about disinflation. I just think she's wrong in timing. I think she's calling for it, frankly, way too fast. Economic forces do not move that fast. Technology could move that fast. But I don't think economic forces will. We shall see. Do you know what 19, October 24th, 1929 is? October 24th, uh, 1929. So, yeah, um, I guess, what is that? 92 years from yesterday or something? Um, well, it's the, it was called Black Thursday. It was the start of the stock market crash. Uh, that was just interesting. I should have talked about it yesterday. It just popped up on my news feed today. Uh, so I thought I would just highlight that. Uh, what I really want to talk about, though, is uh, this new tax. It looks like, as I shared yesterday, uh, that the, um, I'll just call it D.C., the politicians have decided they can't raise taxes by taxing corporations. Instead, they are going to create a brand new tax. Folks, they're going to sell you this tax as we are only going after the billionaires. It's only the billionaires. Don't worry about it. Let's get them. But let's be real. Anytime the government creates a new tax, it is only momentarily used for what they talk about. It will quickly be levered against all of us. For reference, go back to 1913. 1913, the very first income tax in the United States was brought to bear. It was a 1% tax. On anybody who made $80,000, it was really $3,000, but inflation-adjusted $80,000. So, folks, if you made less than $80,000 in 19, what was it, 1913, you paid zero tax. 
You made more than $80,000, you paid 1%. Folks, don't worry about it. They had the millionaire tax back then as well. If you made $13 million a year, you got taxed 6%. Again, folks, the first year of the income tax probably was easy to sell. I would ask you, what is your taxes today? The government has a freaking spending problem. And anytime they create a new tax, you, yes, you should be scared. It is coming. It will start at a billion and then it'll be a hundred million and then it'll be 10 million. Then it'll be 1 million. Then it'll be a hundred grand. Then it'll be 10 grand. They have a spending problem. They don't know how to check themselves. And um, yeah, anybody who's going to be taxing unrealized gains, we should all be very, very afraid because it is coming for you. Next up, we have some numbers from Southwest Airlines. Remember Southwest Airlines? I think that was two weekends ago. Might have been three. They had this um, weather problem. It wasn't weather. They had an organized um, sick out because of the vaccine mandates. Turns out that that uh, worked because Southwest has now backed off what they were going to do. And more importantly, uh, we have a number. That organized... um, Sick out cost Southwest Airlines $75 million in a weekend. Folks, vaccine mandates and what people, you know, again, mandating something like that, there is a portion of the population that's like, no, thank you, I will quit, I will, whatever, you want to fire me, go ahead. Our supply chain, our workforce is so stretched. If that hits, uh, you know, the ports, truck drivers, Karma, I mean, it doesn't have to be very much to just cripple what is going on. We are in such tight economic forces that something that even as little as 10% of the people um, are not happy with could really impact. Again, think about Southwest Airlines. It was a weekend. It was a Saturday and a Sunday. It was something like, I don't remember what I read, 5,000 or 4,000 people kind of had a organized sick out. It cost the company $75 million and disrupted lives across the country. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. But anyways, we'll go back forward. Looks like Realtor.com is out talking about the foreclosures shooting up. And I actually got this in my Facebook group. I'm so happy Uh, that folks are realizing that these headlines are jokes. But just in case you read Realtor.com and you all get freaked out, the uh, headline is foreclosures or foreclosure filings shoot up 68% in the quarter. Let me remind you folks that statistics lie. Or at least they don't tell the full story. Remember, a foreclosure filing does not equal a foreclosure. There is somewhere between six months and four years between a filing and an actual foreclosure. 68% rise in filings is still 40% below normal periods. Yes, folks, normal periods. And for those idiots out there that claim 68% increase in foreclosures is like last time, you all are terrible at math. 68% 68% increase is still leaves us 578% below the 2007-8 time frame. Folks, the data is out there. These folks are lazy. They like looking at charts and trying to scare you. So again, foreclosure filing shooting up, 
still below normal and almost 600% below uh, what they were last time. Uh, last thing to talk about, I guess two things. Fannie Mae is out talking about 2022. Uh, Fannie Mae expects prices up and interest rates up, which obviously could hurt affordability. It will all depend on how much wages go up. Remember, folks, the affordability index is something I care about dearly. I talk about it in my fir first book and a lot on this channel. It is price, interest rate, and income. Go look at my 50-year spreadsheet. It shows you how income rose, interest rate rose, and housing rose. That could be the environment we are in for now. And then the last thing to think about is if you really did believe high inflation, or as Jack says, hyperinflation is coming, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know about you, but I want to own as much thick as many assets I can that produce income that have 30-year fixed rate debt. Inflation shoots up like the 70s. Rents will double. Values will double. My debt stays the same. That's what I want. So again, folks, if you want to get a part of this party and you are willing to do the work, and you are willing to do the work, buy the course below, how to get started one rental at a time, join the party in the private Facebook group, change your financial future, Get from zero to four, and if you want to do more than four, that is great, but four single-family rentals can change your life, uh, and that is just awesome. So have a wonderful day. Just so you know, normally we speak with Greg Dickerson at 8 a.m. this morning. Uh, unfortunately, I'm doing something with Olivia this morning, so Greg was gracious enough to move our conversation back to noon. So Greg, thank you for that. Uh, we will talk at noon. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Take care of yourself, and remember, if you want to join the party, buy the course. Join the Facebook group. Let's have some fun. Bye.